don't forget that. And right, we're going to be celebrating this well project because I believe that day we'll have what we need. And so if that happens, we're going to be celebrating that and what God's going to do there. And I, I brought a, just an illustration here today. I want, I want to make sure that we understand this. There is Pastor Mark. Remember Pastor Mark that was up here on stage? He's actually from that village that we're putting the well in. And he came, and he's, he's not a very big guy. I went like this at first, but I know he, he, was, he was about five foot, maybe one, okay? Very thin. Do you know he was actually the water boy for the family? Do you know in that village where we're putting a well, he was actually part of the duty of he, every day he had to get up early. I mean, he said so early that he could make it back for school. And I want you to know something. It wasn't daylight. Because when he went, I don't know, a mile or two to get the water, three places he said he could go get it. Each one of those places were swamps. He said when he got there with his container to bring it back, he got a container filled about four gallons Four gallons. Now, you know how much that weighs? That's about 32 pounds. About 35 pounds, maybe a little more with the containers. That's what he carried back as a young boy. And he would struggle that back. And he said at times he would go to this well, and it would be dry because someone just got there. And he'd have to wait until the water started to fill up a little bit so he can get some. And then he'd get to go home with the container, and he'd have to set it sit for a while before the, the settlement or the mud would reach the bottom so they could use the water from the top. So this, he started telling me the story. I was moved by that. And he was, I mean, you saw his thankfulness up on the stage. And I'm telling you what, if you had an opportunity to talk to him, you could see in his countenance that there was a, there was an amazement. He still had, his mom and dad had passed, but he still had a sister in that village with a family. And so it's hitting home to him. So he was so excited that we're doing this. He says it will change the village. He says these young boys and girls are still going to get water. And so the, the story is an amazing story. So I appreciate all of you that have been involved in this, who've raised money. I want to encourage you with this. Back in that far window area there, there's the water containers right there. Um, we just emptied the one previously. It had over $700 in it. Thank you, Jesus. But we have cards back there we made up. It explains a little bit. It got the slogan. $10 from any person will give one person water every day. So you're saving, literally saving a life by giving $10. I don't know there's a better investment out there. So just know, $10 out of your pocket. If you would share that with somebody, all of you have probably given by now, and I'm so thankful we're almost to that goal. There's cards back there. Take it to somebody that you know would be able to to give towards it. Keep, let them have the card. Let them pray about it. But let me gather. Let's build this well. Let's do this to change that village. And I brought this illustration up here. Here's a container right here. And this is 30 pounds. Okay. That's what they had. That's the weight. If any, two guys up here for a second. Two guys who want to help me. Okay, Eric. That, that's it right. There's, there's about the weight he had to carry. There's two guys that got it. Now, who wants to come underneath it and put their head underneath that to, to walk with it? That's basically how they did this, right? They put it on someone's head. Now, I don't know, guys. It's for, you know, I wouldn't want to, two miles, you know? Anybody else like to pick it up? 35 pounds in a container. Not, not you know, you can go like this. To, I mean, literally, a container of water balanced on their head to carry it back as a young boy. I'm telling you, that's amazing. I'm going to keep it up here if anybody wants to challenge after church. Come on up, put it on your head, and see how far you can walk. 
But any, anyway, that's, a, that's approximately what he had to do every day. I'm so thankful that there is going to be water in that village, and there's going to be a change all for Jesus Christ. If you guys don't remember, that's Pastor Mark right there. Got a picture of him, and he's the one that carried the water every single day to his family. Four gallons, about 32. But boy, I tell you, what, what amazing things God can do through us, through the church of Jesus Christ. What can happen? I want to go today, and I want to study the Word. Who's ready for the Word of God today? Um, and I'm telling you, this Word is very important. It's a very important one, like all God's Word is. But I want to, I want to make sure I, go, I don't go too quickly, and I want to do it right. Jesus, give me the words today that I will never bring your Word from this stage ever in any error and never without truth of the Holy Spirit. Father, thank you so much. I'm going to go right now into a section of the Word and I believe you're going to see, some of you may be very familiar with this. It's a very important portion of scripture. But Lord, Lord, when someone says Lord, Lord, it's not because they recognize his name. It's a relationship they're going on. When Jesus said to someone their name twice, it would be an indication that not only do I get your attention, you know me. It's, a, it's an intimate expression. And so when someone says Lord, Lord, there's... There, Isaiah says, Lord, Lord, there, there is an expression. There's like, Lord, I recognize, but Lord, it's deeper into who it is. So I want to take you to some scripture today. It's found in Romans 10. If you want to go there, 8 through 10. You're familiar with this. It's the Roman roads. If you know anything about bringing the good news to anybody that needs it, and there's lots that need it, here's the scripture that you can bring to them. What does it say? It says, the word is near you, in your mouth and in your heart. Jesus is saying this. That is the word of faith which we are preaching. That if you confess with your mouth Jesus is Lord and believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead, you will be saved. For with the heart a person believes, resulting in righteousness, and with the mouth he confesses, resulting in what? Salvation. So, Lord is a very important word. When someone gets saved, they call Jesus his, their Savior because Jesus saves them from an act of sin or a life of sin, and he changes them, removes a veil, and now the person sees more clearly. Not only is Jesus Savior, he becomes, listen to me, he becomes Lord. That's not instantaneous. We might recognize Christ lifting the burdens off your back, but to call him Lord takes a dedicated life. It takes someone to say, I recognize Jesus Savior, but I give him all. And I'm going to walk with him. I'm going to give him righteous place in my life. He will now be my Lord. You understand? It's different. You may know somebody now that has given their life to Christ. There's been no life change. They may be going to church. There's no life change. Because they recognize Jesus may be a Savior. They like it when things go wrong in their life and they can run to somebody. They do something wrong in their life and they run to Jesus because he's Savior. Okay, Jesus is Savior, but he's Lord. And that is a declaration each one of us must make. We must say, okay, Jesus, thank you for saving me, but I will walk according to your word. I will make you Lord of my life. I will work out my salvation. See, that is a different way. And when we say Lord in that way, we are professing with our mouth and we are 
saved. Isn't that good news? Isn't that good news that salvation is found in him and him only? Isn't it good when you call upon the name of the Lord, you shall be Call upon the name of the Lord Jesus and you shall be saved. In Jesus' name, there's salvation. And I can tell you today, we live in a world that uses that name a lot, don't they? They use it like my wife had explained before. They just use it. The name of God, the name of Jesus, and they just throw it out there. Can you imagine the very word that you're using can save your life? Can you, why, why would you even say it? Because it becomes a habit. It's a way to bring down what that name can really do. Man, that the person know who said it can actually found salvation for life under it. It's an amazing word. It's an amazing name. The name of Jesus. Let's go into 6-4. I want you to go to another portion of scripture. It says, why do we call me? Why do you call me? Jesus says, Lord, Lord. And do not do what I say. Jesus makes it very clear. Why do you call me Lord? Lord. Not just once. Why do you call me Lord, Lord, and do not do what I say? So obviously there's a lot of importance on what he said, right? Telling us what to do. Why do you call me Lord? Let's go on. It says here, anyone who comes to me and hears my words and acts on them, I will show him whom he is like. This Jesus makes it very clear. I want you to know. The difference of a person who comes to me and expresses my name. I want you to know, I will, I will give you an illustration to understand what this means. Jesus takes the time. Why do you call me Lord, Lord? Well, let me show you what that means. Let's go into the next verse. It says here, he says, he is like a man building a house who dug deep and laid a foundation on the rock. And when the flood occurred and the torrent burst against the house and could not shake it because it been well built. So obviously Jesus is making note of a expression, Lord, Lord, and say, let me explain to you what that means. See, someone who comes to me and calls me Lord, Lord, and builds a house upon a rock, I'll show you what happens. Because when you call him and you know him as Jesus the Lord, it says that there is a protection. Isn't that awesome? There is a building, but there's a part that we must play. He says, he is one who builds deep. See, God's word is amazing because when you start to read it, you can't ever get enough of it. When you read it and it becomes something from the head to the heart, you don't want to stop. It, is a, it becomes an addiction. Listen, and you're saying, well, I don't like to read. Believe me. Once you start to, and I don't mean read it fast, read it real slow and, and let it get into your heart. Let it get deeper into you. Let it build a foundation on you. Do you know as moms and dads and you got children, who loves their kids? Oh, I love mine. And it doesn't matter what they do. I love them so much. But what do I want for them? You see, when as parents, right now, as you study, as you become more and more devoted to Jesus, and as you call him Lord, and they see lordship in your life with Jesus, that builds a foundation not only for you, but for your children. Isn't that amazing? They don't even understand it at times. You're staying, and you're going against some of the current of the world, aren't you? 
and some of the decisions that you make and others may not understand. But you are building the foundation for your kids. And when they stand upon that, it says nothing can shake them. I don't know about you, but there's too much out there to shake them up. There's too many things that want my children's attention. And it's not good. There's arguments and and misunderstandings. And you will know parents, they come home confused at times and they don't know what to say and do. They are being shaken. You don't like it. I don't like it. How do you prepare for it? Well, you know how. It says to get deep. Build that rock. I like rock. Do you know this, this, this floor in here? It's a, a cement floor. But it's a cement floor on top of a cement floor. So we got this building. We layered five inches. Underneath it's five inches. We got ten inches of cement. I don't know what that does for you guys. That makes me feel good. And I look at these big beams across here. And if there's a hurricane or if there's a tornado in this place, I'm coming to church. <laughs> and I'm going to be sell- put on some music and I'll be celebrating because this place is built like a rock. It's firm. That kind of hurt. It's firm. It's good. Built a foundation. And I like cement. I like it more than block. People have block. I like block, but it's not as good as cement. We had a sidewalk at our house built in 1860. And I got a big old sledgehammer out, and I was going to take care of that sidewalk. I don't know who won that battle. The sidewalk is in the back. But I can tell you, my back was hurting for weeks. That was some solid. And that cement, I don't know where they made it. Where did it come from? It won't break. It's like a rock. I love rock. My wife's saying, what is he talking about? rock yeah it's solid who's with me guys you like when you build something cheryl thank you your hand was up there i love that thank you (laughs) i like it solid i don't know if i'm going to see something done i want it done right i want it done over right i want it done real right so when i kick it it really hurts okay i want it done good and that's what i want for my family that's what i want for my kids they deserve that So I know that sometimes it's hard to read. Sometimes you find a busy day. I can tell you this without a shadow of a doubt. If you make the time and you get deeper, you're building something. And whoever's with you, you're protecting them. And guess what? When they get to that age where they know to say yes to Jesus, and I pray it's early on, and those things come, and those storms come, and that turn comes, and it tries to knock them off base, because you help them build it, because they've seen it in your life, they will be stronger for it. To me, I hold fast to this because I want the best for my kids. I don't want any less. And I don't care if they call me daddy monster at school. I don't care. I'm not their friend. I want the best for my kids. I want the best for me, and I want the best for my wife. I don't want nothing less. Anybody want anything less than best? Can you imagine getting to heaven and Jesus says, well, I had all this for you, but I remember what you said. You don't like to read. You have too much time. You'd rather go do this instead of this. And what you built was this. Well, all we have to do is read on. This is the people that just don't take it seriously. 
It says in 49, but the one who has heard and has not acted accordingly. It's like a man who built a house on the ground without any foundation. And the turnt, same turnt, it could have even been the same house, listen to me. Could have even been the same house. Who here does not come from a Christian family? Maybe there's generations of non-Christian in your family and you, you've, you really kind of broke out of that shell and you found something different and you know it's true. You're building a house and you have to make a choice. If you're going to go on past experiences, you're building it on dirt. If you want to go on what happened then and, and, and you know you're having trouble getting through it here, get deeper, get deeper, get deeper. Build that foundation, build that cement, build it strong, build that rock because who's the rock? And who's the word? Who's the rock? And who's the word? You see, when you build the rock, you're building Jesus in your life. You're building it at home. And there is nothing that will protect them more than a solid foundation. Because it tells us when that same torrent, that same torrent happened and burst and hit that house, it says immediately it collapsed. Immediately it collapsed. And, the, and it became the ruin of that house was great. And how many people know they're out there. They've given their life to Christ and they just, they just go through battle after battle after battle. They can't understand why their kids are far away. They can't understand what happened because you never built the foundation because I don't know about you, that tells me. That's a promise. That, that tells me God's word is true and if I build, if I build it, there will be protection. You see, there will be and I don't have to question it. I don't have to ever say, well, God, did I do enough? He says, well, did you get deep enough? See, there's the question. Did I do enough? Did I could have. He said, did you get deeper? Did you understand my word? Did you apply it? Did you put cement down? Or did you just build on the ground? And you just assume because the houses look the same, and you really can't see the cement, can you? So you'll see one on ground, and you'll see one on cement. And when that turn comes, that one collapses. You've seen it all around. Tell me you haven't seen it in church before. That one collapses, and that one's strong. That one's strong. What? And that is you if you want it. And all you've got to do is be an actor of his word. To, and you can't be an actor of his word unless you have it here. You can't act it out and say, well, I'm just going to... Peter, cast your net on the other side. But Lord, I haven't caught anything all, all night. We haven't caught zero. We have no fish. He said, cast your net on the other side. And then miracles happen. God provides. He care about you more than you care about yourself, believe me. More about you and your kids, about you, your wife, everything. He cares about you more. And all he's asking you to do is says, let me make an analogy. You want to call me Lord, Lord, then let me evaluate your life. And I'm going to warn you, if you're not building on on ground, the same turrent is going to hit you. The same one is promised to you. And whether you're going to stand or whether you're going to fall is your choice. Don't blame God. How many people out there heard God's story? Well, God should have. God didn't answer. God, God, God. And he says, oh, did you build? You're a builder. I don't know about you. I'm, I'm a decent builder. You know, you know what I can do? I can destroy homes. If you have to take a wall out in your house, call me over. 
I could take it out. It may not be a pretty sight, but I can tell you this much, it'll be gone. Now, you will have to call somebody else to fix it. <laughs> Does anybody know what that story, you do drywall once, you say, I'll never do that again. <laughs> you want, no, it's not so bad hanging it. You want to finish it? Good night. Why haven't they discovered something since? We have all these things. We have bones that does all kinds of stuff. We haven't found drywall mud that goes on easier. <laughs> I mean, they got nail guns. They got machine gun nail guns. <laughs> they haven't got drywall mud. Well, they say they improved. Is anybody, did it get easier? Well, they say they add some additives in there. It doesn't take as much sanding. I've seen this so much in our house. I bought a house in Columbia, and I, t- I turned to Mr. I, put, I was Bob the Builder. Now, how are you all laughing at me? Because you don't even know me. Well, I went down there, and I, I, I came back. I don't know. Everybody's got a story, right? I came back from, since, or from this time with Charlotte, and I was kind of burned out with the whole electronic thing. And I said, you know what? I just, my dad's saying, you crazy? The whole, that, that's your career. I said, no, not anymore. So I came back, and I bought a building in downtown Columbia, I went upstairs, and I had my sledgehammer. <laughs> and I took some walls out. I took this out. I took this out, and then, and then, and then I had to clean it up. And then uh, I learned all kinds of stuff. I had some guys in come and teach me. And he taught me all the things about construction and, and all that. And I, I think I can actually build something today. I'm not sure. But I'm going to, you know what, I'm, I'm going to make sure I'm on rock. People know you don't want to build something on. Anybody look at a house, look at the foundation. Hire someone, come over. If you don't know foundation work, hire someone to look at it. Because if you don't have a good foundation, don't buy that house. Don't buy it. Well, we fixed that. Really? Why is it need fixed? How do you know it's a lot easier at the beginning than after later? Okay. So let's look at this. Matthew 7.21 says, Not everyone who says to me, Lord, Lord, will enter the kingdom of heaven, but he who does the will of my Father, who is in heaven, will enter. Not only do you build a house and build it for your family, and make stability, and build protection, and all that good stuff for the Lord, right now, right now, you're also promised heaven. There is a kingdom of heaven that you walk into. It's not only the end life, it's here now, too. You enter into a life that is totally different than of this world. It's promised to you. He will enter in the kingdom of heaven when you die, and now. Isn't that good news? Not everyone, though. Who says to me, Lord, Lord, not just Lord, not just that lowercase Lord, 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 will enter. We have to ask ourselves a question today. Are you doing the Father's will? Are you doing the words of Jesus? Not just here, but a doer. Are you doing, are you working with it today? I don't care what it looks like. It could be a trip to Africa, sure. It could be your neighbor. It could be, it could be a student at your school. It could be anything. Just know this. As you share Jesus, you are in the kingdom. And as you share Jesus, don't go unprepared. Have the word of God in you. Meditate on it. Make it sure that you know what he's saying. So when you, when you give someone that advice, so you tell them about Jesus, it's right on. We need our kids today, don't we? I'm, I'm tired of someone telling me, well, prayer's been removed out of school. Well, prayer's removed out of the school. Oh, tell my king that. 
you tell my king that. Because he owns it all. And I don't know about you, is there any scripture that says he has all authority? So I don't tell my kids not to pray in school. Any opportunity, you pray. And when something happens that you have to meet the principle, I'll be there. Because the difference between me and him is I have a foundation. Because I have the word. I'm standing because my daughter needs protected. My son needs protected today. And I'm standing in. Who wants to protect their kids today? Who wants to protect their wives and spouses today? Who has family members that you want to protect? See, all those around in your circle can find that the ground or foundation. What do you want to be? Ground or foundation? Foundation is where I want to be. Last thing I want to share is this. Matthew 22, or 7, 22 and 23. Many will say to me on that day, Lord, Lord, did we not prophesy in your name? In your name, cast out demons, and in your name, perform many miracles. And then I will declare to them, Jesus says this, I never, what? Knew you. Who knows Jesus today? I'm going to ask it two ways. You know Jesus, or do you know Jesus? Do you know him, about him? Maybe you're on discovery to find him. Maybe today you came today discovering what is this? But I'm telling you right now, you can know him by name, or you can really know him by name. And there's a tremendous difference. Father, I thank you, Lord, for this day. I thank you, Lord, that you are a God that hears and you are a God that provides. I thank you, Lord, that we find this incredible foundation. It's even hard to describe. I don't even know what that looks like. But Jesus, you described it like this. Here's a man who's building, and here's a man who's building. They're both building a house. But this man over here has taken the word of God, Jesus' statements, Jesus' word, and he has built a foundation first strong and here's a man over here lord you say that's building also but he's on the ground he's trying his best he's working hard he's building that house just like the other but he had not taken enough time in the word to build a foundation he's leaning on other things maybe he's leaning on churches that that may may not even be speaking truth maybe it's friends that are telling him but he has not been in his word he has not meditated he has not made the word number one lord they both build but here comes the turrent here here comes this tremendous burst of water and the flood comes and it sees both houses and it it doesn't care this is the work of the enemy this he he hates the both houses he hates them both and he tries to bring them both down but it passes that one built on foundation. It passes because it cannot destroy it. But it sees the other one, and then as it comes through, it just takes it right out. Both men have been builders, but one survived. One was strong, and one set a precedent. In you, Jesus, we have all that we need. In you, in the words of God, we have all the strength, all the protection, and everything we need to stand and then stand again. Thank you, Lord. 
Lord, we pray for those right now that's witnessed the other. Maybe they've built a house already on, on rock or on, I should say, on dirt. And they've seen it fall. Maybe there's been a failure right now in their life. And, and they're laying right now with a destroyed house. And they don't even know what to do. But I know, Father, all who call upon the name of Jesus will be saved. Those who call you Lord, who confess from their mouth that Jesus is Lord and believe he was raised in their hearts from the dead, they shall be saved. Lord, there is a way to pick up the pieces. There is a way to start to build today. We can build together the foundation so when those waters come, it will not destroy us. Lord, I thank you for your good word. Your word is true, and amen. We love you.